It's the North Awaits on Joe. On Joe, on Joe, We finally watched all of Game I of Thrones. I met the head of Snow and Hair Supervisors. The Starks won in the end, but who's a Sophie Baxter was there and we didn't notice. But not without sustaining heavy Murder on the dance floor, on the dance floor, on the dance floor. Hello, I'm your host Aidan Gillen and welcome to The North Awaits. The last episode of what was a weekly podcast dismembering and examining the innards of each episode of Game of Thrones, the eighth and final season. But as we're now finished, we've decided to talk about the show as a whole. Uh, Alright, that's enough of that. I'm Michael Fry. How's it going? Your face changes when you do that. You look more like Aidan Gillen. I know, it's the sidewards kind of smile. It's the sidewards smile. It's, yeah. It kind of pulls your voice from your uh, chest to your throat. And so you're slightly more breathy when you do it. Uh, it's the eyebrows as well. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like I have to pull his face when I'm, you know. Uh, yeah, so an obvious reminder, an obvious reminder that spoilers are coming. So if you haven't seen all of Game of Thrones and decide to listen anyway, well, great, because you've so much to look forward to when you do finally get round to it. Uh, I'm joined today by Dragon Queen of Client Services at Maximum Media, Aoife Pugh, and my co-host, the Iron Bank of Ireland, New York, Carl yes. today. Yes. <laughs> Aoife, you're very welcome to the show. Thanks. Yeah, delighted to be here on, you know, your last watch, I suppose, guys. Oh, very good. Mm, thanks, good. yeah. Okay. Going straight in there. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> no messing around with this. Yeah. <laughs> You've been listening for the last few weeks. Uh, but are you a book reader? Uh, okay, so I've I've just started the book. So mm. I feel like because, you know, the show was over, I was like, I need more content. Mm. So yeah, I bought I bought them all though together, so a bit presumptuous of me. But uh halfway through the first one and I'm I'm still loving it anyway. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I probably because I haven't read the books and I'm kinda like after this oh, season I'm kinda like I probably should now. Just, I think they I think they are kind of more immersive than the show. I think they're they're better. I don't I mean I don't want not to like be harsh on the show. Mm. But uh I just think books, you know. You let your own imagination do the work. Aww. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, last night uh, aired the documentary, I think it's The Last Watch is what it was the called. Last Watch, yeah. And it was two hours long. Uh, what did you guys think of it? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I think it was a bit different to what I expected in terms of there's not much time spent with the cast. Mm. Mostly time spent with people who have titles like Hair Supervisor. Uh, yeah. Which head I mean, of Snow. Head of Snow. Yeah, head of Snow. Like, like, yeah. That's all that stuff is amazing. Um, I thought like there was loads of really nice touches like uh, that extra Andrew McClay yeah. uh, who has been in every season of the show. He's like, just living his best life. Oh really, my God. He? I was definitely jealous. He also had such a cool like jacket. Did you see his, his like extras jacket? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's a serious perk. I would definitely have been an extra if I'd knew, known I'd get like a cool jacket for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I uh, so I lived up north last year uh, while the big snow happened while all this was filmed yeah, this yeah. particular season and my flatmate was an extra no way uh, yeah so he sp- he actually spoiled a small part of this season on me oh, and I, I didn't realise until like the very last episode what had happened so he told me uh, he was like oh I've heard one thing and I've heard that Tyrion gets captured or I've heard uh, for freeing Jamie. right so that was the only oh. thing that I that and then it's only the final episode. It's only uh, after episode five where I was like, "Oh shit, he's ruined that for me." But it kind of wasn't a huge spoiler. Yeah, in the end. I suppose, yeah. yeah. I suppose. But um, I guess if you're like a kind of part of the reason I didn't do it because I did apply for it uh, and I kind of got it just I was as I was leaving. But I was actually quite glad I didn't go for it because 
it would have ruined the show for me. Right, yeah, yeah. that's fair. And it's kind of like, okay, I wouldn't have been able to do this because I would have had have signed like an NDA or something like that. But I mean, you could have you could have like struck up a friendship with one of the actors and like I don't know or like if you really made a name for yourself as an extra you could have ended up in like one of the prequels or something you know like they like (laughs) devote an entire prequel to your character you know the uh, I don't know know. (laughs) could have happened the man with the boiling flesh (laughs) yeah Yeah, but I I, yeah I loved the documentary I thought it was so lovely oh really I thought it was really nice you know it was kind of just like a love letter to the north I guess do you know what Aww. I mean and how, how nice everybody is and how just how everyone kind of just gets behind it uh, and that's kind of been the case for the last like 10 years and how like you know I loved seeing like the sandwich woman even yeah uh, and Sophie Ellis Bex Sophie Ellis Bex yeah <laughs> what what was that about <laughs> did, did anyone notice her when she was in the show I, no. no I didn't but I, I like that I didn't notice her do you know what I mean yeah. I, yeah. I like that she had a subtle there cameo there better cameos though like yeah. I, I didn't like the Ed Sheeran one but there was another guy the drummer I think you guys are talking about before. oh the drummer from Coldplay yeah was in yeah yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't notice him Dan and Dave themselves like the writers were in right, the episodes yeah. like in really terrible wigs and stuff so oh. there are ways to do cameos and I'm glad we didn't actually see or recognise Sophie Ellis Baxter mm. but like yeah that's extremely but to be honest if she walked past me in the street I wouldn't recognise her <laughs> I definitely like, wouldn't either especially not if she was dressed like a, a wildling or whatever which she yeah. appeared to be on the in the documentary yeah. it was so funny though like I, I actually like burst out laughing when I saw like Sophie Ellis Baxter come up in the little title card at the bottom yeah uh, I wish they I kind of wish they had done her cameo a bit like Ed Sheeran's and you know just had her make some like murder on the dance floor oh that was so <laughs> funny yeah. oh my god it was a wedding or something <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you better not what, feel the groove that's, yeah yeah <laughs> so just what, some random line from the song what, what was the red wedding if not a murder on the dance floor <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know I just I thought it was lovely I thought it was just a nice summation but there was a cartoon kind of picture at the start and it was like the Cinderella slip and oh, it was yeah. like plot and schedule where the, the foot was plot and then schedule was like the tiny glass yeah, slipper that, yeah. and that kind of sums up this whole season for oh, me yeah. Yeah. now that we've had a week to kind of decompress I don't know if I feel any better about that last season but I do feel good about the season as a whole or the, like the series as a whole if you know what I mean I think in the week that's passed I feel worse oh really yeah I feel worse because uh, yeah, I think I really yeah I feel the same as in like I think it was just when you look back and you think of like the other seasons and stuff and how like long spread out certain parts of the storyline mm. were and then it was just like there was literally two wars in six episodes do you know yeah I think, yeah like the more the more chance I've had to look back at like the acting in certain scenes like Dave last week you know talking about that scene with Michelle Fairley and uh, Rob Stark's wife or like you think about that uh, scene with like Jamie and Brienne in the bath and how Jamie describes kind of the final moments of King's Landing mm. under the Mad King there was just so many scenes like that where the actors had so much time to play around and you know like uh, kind of really find the emotional centre of the show and I just think season 6 just didn't have any of it and like I, 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 I saw a little graph as well showing the kind of decline in words per minute I saw that as well, oh yeah. my god like it really fell off a cliff yeah um, so yeah I don't know I, I maybe like it's actually sad like last week I made the prediction that as time went on people would feel better about the ending I definitely feel worse the weekend oh really yeah, I feel worse 
I, don't I feel know. so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I feel sick. I kind of just accepted it for what it is. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, like, yeah. Okay, like there's nothing we can do about it now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like that's what I mean. Yeah, except for maybe sign petitions and things. <laughs> that yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't sign a petition. I thought that was kind of pathetic. no. That was all yeah, all yeah. No, it was. It was never going to happen. They weren't just going to turn around and be like, oh, because everyone signed this petition, yeah. we're just going to have to remake it. Especially from what you could see with the documentary, like the work that goes into it is just yeah. immense. Like people. Just just putting their lives on hold for like seven, eight years is crazy. Yeah. And then there's a woman on it, she was like, uh, you know, it can't get any bigger. We can't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. We're all just so tired. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Let yeah. us die. Like, stuff <laughs> like that, you know, like definitely gave me a renewed appreciation for like the actual logistics of the show. Mm. Like that woman specifically just being like, we're trying to make like several blockbuster films with the budget of a TV show. Yeah, and the, the schedule, schedule of a yeah, TV yeah. show. Yeah, that was really cool. And I mean, like, it goes to show, <clears throat> like, when she said, like, we can't do it any bigger. Like, I think that kind of gets to the heart of, like, what uh, the two showrunners, uh, Benny Off and Weiss, like, kind of, they made their decision to make it just a really big spectacle mm-hmm. rather than continue down the lines of, like, dialogue-driven, character-driven yeah. story. You know, they just... They, they thought the way to go was to make it as big as possible. And, like, there is obviously some merit in that. And it means you get super cool scenes like the Battle of Winterfell or the Battle of the Bastards. But it just means you lose out on the on the kind of more yeah. human dynamic moments, And there I is guess. that kind of experimental element of it. And when you have so much money, you can do... Whatever yeah, you yeah, want. yeah. Like the can... size of that green screen in the background yeah. with all the horses, and it was just like I suppose you can kind of appreciate it a bit more. Like you can say, you know, like okay, yeah, fair enough. Like six episodes, fine. Like look at the amount of work that goes into totally. it. Like mm. all the logistics and stuff that you just don't think of. Like seeing the walkers just going around, like eating a curry. So weird. This is one thing I, towards the start, it, like it just came up on the screen. It was like mm. King's Landing set seven month build, and I was yeah. just like. I thought they filmed that at, at in Dubrovnik, like just in Dubrovnik <laughs> yeah, with yeah. some castles. Like I, I didn't realize that there was these like enormous sets that they had to build. Um, yeah, with like architecture and like yeah, like, you know, people with balconies and like exactly. Kind of, like, it's it's nuts. It's insane. Kind of, yeah. But it's it's so cool to see that every type of person can have a job in a film set. If you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Have, you know, you firemen. You have like. Uh, carpenters, you've hairdressers, you have like obviously writers, actors, every kind of person. Yeah, hell is no. The guy running the car park and people coming up to him being like, What's that? And he was like, I, I wouldn't know now. Yeah, but I, I think it, it's definitely a testament to Ireland and having like such a large kind of unspoiled open space and there's For sure. probably very yeah, few countries yeah. that have that anymore especially green space it's probably like us New Zealand and you know Iceland and yeah, yeah. the other one that yeah, was in yeah. the, the thing and it's kind of like right this is kind of a CV or kind of like a showreel for oh, it's, the north it's a, it's a great advertisement for that's Ireland. just like, what I was thinking because yeah, yeah, I actually yeah. used to work for the tourist board up there and I was kind of like, <laughs> yeah, like, just thinking yeah. this is great <laughs> yeah. I was still working on this Ireland real, like. a place to make movies and yeah. massive TV shows <laughs> totally yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it was... And, like, I mean, part of it was, you know, the way, like, they've obviously come in for criticism after the final season, like you're mm. saying, with the petition and all that. And, like, it kind of... It was good to put the kind of the workers and the soldiers out front and centre and be mm. like, well, look at all the work these people put into it and, like, this is why we should appreciate it. But at the same time, I was like, don't try to 
don't try to you know refocus the center of attention yeah. on them like you're like because it's like the writers and stuff definitely made a lot of weird decisions it's like nobody's yeah. blaming the set guy nobody's blaming yeah. the hair supervisor it's we, like, we it's know like, they did their job <laughs> it's you that we're you know mad at this you know what this is like this is like Cersei using the citizens of King's Landing oh as a human shield <laughs> to, exactly to stop us eviscerating yeah. yeah. <laughs> and much like Daenerys Targaryen they cannot use <laughs> they their innocence yeah, yeah. yeah. Carl's them. flying in on a dragon <laughs> yeah <laughs> fuck you hair supervisors <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I, what I thought was really funny as well was, uh, you know, when they're filming the kind of ending scene in Spain and they've flown in the waif and yeah. Jon Snow and all these other people as decoys, which I think is great. I love that. I want that job. Just yeah, to, that's funny. Yeah. Not working. I'm just like, here so people see that I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the Night King as well just seemed like delighted with life. Like, oh my going God. up to the fans and being like, do you know who I am? And then just delighted that they're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> His whole thing was really funny because like, I, I read in an interview with the guy who played Bran, Isaac Hempstead, right? And he was like, oh, I thought it was a joke when they first gave me the script where I end up king. And, like, the the Night King was kind of similar in that he was like, oh, yes, I've never been famous. So he's <laughs> like, I, I don't know why they picked like me, you know? He'd been like a stuntman before, exactly, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just like, he had no idea why they decided to cast him. Um, which, I mean, was kind of cool for him, but made me feel bad about like the planning of the show you know because I mean it means it was clear that they never intended for the Night King to be like a a, a big, kind of a, a big, big thing big you know yeah, like you yeah, had like right. emotions and acting to do you know well how annoyed would you be if like you spent hours in makeup every day to oh just find God, out your yeah. character's worth nothing yeah <laughs> yeah to just like occasionally raise your arms or like do a little creepy smile and that was about it like that was yeah that's all that's it. he had to get his nails done he yeah. had to do all this shit that was and so like, unnecessary yeah he seemed to love it like he seemed yeah. to be so into it oh well, if that was my job though like do you know what I mean? yeah to be fair I mean if I you're going down in history like, as the Night King you'd be pretty mm-hmm. pleased like but at the same time then I think he was like a bit lost you know saying things like yeah but like after when I'm not being the Night King and I take off all my makeup I can help with the stunts and stuff like he was yeah. trying to like help out with other stuff backstage yeah. and was just, you were the Night King like, okay yeah, yeah. take a seat <laughs> but it must be like there must be a lot of like waiting around and stuff like you know that scene I, I just think it's so funny that they go around in full makeup all day yeah, yeah. like he's sitting there just reading a book beside Bran who like probably has no trousers on like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I don't know I loved I, I did I really liked it but at the same time it does annoy me how badly they messed up that final season for all those people who are now looking and listening to us tearing about yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, I, like I say like we, like we know they did a great job you know yeah yeah. there's the, no the question the makeup was amazing yeah. just, like no one's saying it was yeah and I think it's, it's kind of like a showcase almost of what mm. is possible on a television show yeah like those you know? people like Game of Thrones always looked perfect mm. and you know as even at its very lowest moments like the plastic th- bottles and stuff yeah, yeah things like <laughs> like set design and hair and makeup and costume and stuff all incredible like the the you know the architecture every every single element of that was perfect mm. um, and it was kind of nice to to get a, like an insight into that and be like oh well that's why it was so perfect and then you're seeing some of the people behind it and how great they are I, I thought it was funny there was a bit where it kind of focuses on the director of episode 4 David Nutter mm-hmm. um, and there's a bit where he's talking Sansa through 
placing the little Stark pin on yeah, Theon's yeah. chest and that's really nice as well and like Sophie Turner has her earphones in and she looks like she's like getting like you know warmed up and like emotional and stuff I thought that was that was cool yeah. I liked seeing that and she was like crying in between scenes yeah, and stuff yeah. it was like you know if I stop I might not be able to start again so I'm just gonna keep crying that's yeah I thought that was cool <laughs> it must be so disturbing to see that like I don't know if you guys have ever if you ever done like extra work or anything no like that. I did one recently or I, I was like a white supremacist oh right? god no like, way yeah I was like some some kind of um, yeah just some supporter of a very nefarious kind of fictional political party okay. and there was a riot between my group and a group of people who were cast as kind of Muslims or whatever and they are like okay go and there was no noise and they'd have this full on kind of fight and riot and complete silence and it's the weirdest thing and I remember seeing you know that scene of all the whites running up to the castle and then having battles and stuff and it must be just so surreal and there's a really funny shot in the documentary of this woman standing beside people running in terror and she's just kind of smiling at them being like this is lovely but like uh, what it's done is kind of just like I really want to be in a film set like, for sure yeah. Yeah, make a yeah. movie now like, do you know what I mean what did you guys think of the, the table reads sequence I thought that was interesting and how emotional they were especially like yeah. Varys and he seemed really he pissed seemed off. Really oh, he seemed really annoyed. So pissed I off. I don't blame him, though, mm. in fairness. I don't blame him, but I am surprised. So, like, as in, because I was kind of like, you did make it to, like, the second last episode. Yeah, I was like, in fairness. What did you think was going to happen to Var? <laughs> I was like, did you think you were going to end up on the Iron Throne or whatever? But God, maybe he did. He was, he, like, he literally. <laughs> he just, like, threw the he script down. The script yeah. down. Oh, oh it was tense. Imagine being in that room. You'd be like, oh, God. Imagine being the ride every night. Oh, yeah, sure. sorry, man. <laughs> yeah. And I, like a table read, I don't think they, I don't know if they make changes to that afterwards. I don't know how that works. But I like, like any minor, yeah. Probably yeah. not, yeah. <laughs> did you, did you see that they were, they were like, oh, yeah, we hand them out before and it's kind of their choice if they choose to read it or not. Like Kit Harrington had definitely not pre-read that script. Mm. Like he was he was crying and everything. Yeah, he was yeah. crying and it kind of briefly cut to Amelia Clark, who definitely had yeah, read yeah. the script. Because she was <laughs> just kind like, of nodding like, yep. And like, <laughs> Kit Harrington like, looked like really guilty looking at her and stuff. I loved the bit where Maisie Williams like finds out she's the one who kills the Night King. And yeah. yeah, that was, that was really delighted. fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that funny scene where, like, he's directing them on how to kiss each other. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, yeah. And keep kissing. So creepy. It's so it? bizarre. Like, yeah. yeah. They had the, like, fake dragon's head just to for him to look at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that creepy smile. So weird. Yeah, because it's usually like a tennis ball and a stick or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about the series as a whole. So. Um, we're going to take a dragon's eye view of the series um, sorry about that uh, <laughs> so I'm going to ask you about your favourite thing so we heard Dave last week talk about Prince Oberyn as his favourite character but what was yours Aoife see I, <laughs> I this is a hard one for me because I think Arya Stark obviously is just like feminist icon mm, like I yeah. love her but I feel like it's such a basic bitch answer so yeah. I don't know <laughs> like I suppose she's I, I would say she's my favourite character but I really really love like Master of Whispers or Vars I, I love yeah. the uh, the dialogue between him and Tyrion and like you were saying about how it really declined in the last season like I really miss that because I used to love like whenever the two of them were together on screen I'd be like this is just going to be amazing you know like they say so much in so little words mm. so yeah I, I like I wasn't really happy when he died but you know like you said he made it to the second last episode what, what <laughs> yeah. can you do yeah I definitely agree with you with the, the dialogue thing because I was watching kind of clips last night 
of old episodes or whatever and mm-hmm. people were saying you know using samples of that dialogue and then going 2019 and it's like you have no balls was like the joke Tyrion made and yeah, it's like yeah, it's, yeah. it did kind of yeah. just go south and even mean? as well like how he got caught you know like writing those letters and stuff it was like no that's you know you're way sneakier than that like you're better yeah, than Varys that like get caught for yeah, sure. yeah. Like he's, yeah I think, I think he Mar- was just telling everyone he was going to kill Daenerys <laughs> and you're just like that's yeah, yeah. not what you do yeah. stop talking uh, yeah. yeah what about you Carl Who's I, your I'd be like similar in terms of like the reasons I'd pick a favourite character because I like I think that like the political intrigue of King's Landing from like seasons one to four probably was the most enjoyable bit so like mm, in yeah. my head like when I think of favourite characters I do think of like Tywin Lannister I think yeah. of Cersei Lannister think of like Tyrion in that time I'm actually similar I, as, as it went on I think Arya actually did become the best character like because when it became more about action her action was very exciting yeah, yeah, yeah I agree um, like yeah. years ago I remember being like oh my god yeah like Arya's my favourite character and I was in like a group of other girls and they were like no Sansa definitely oh I was god. just so confused <laughs> I was like no you aren't my people like, that's like <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Sansa but like I definitely just think Arya has just so many more amazing on screen moments but I guess I don't know I'd be almost tempted to say like Tywin Lannister like that seems like a crazy mm. answer that's actually my answer really yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I don't want to step on your I your loved thing. Tywin Lannister yeah I, th- I thought we really lost something when he went and I love those scenes particularly between him and Tyrion where there's that kind of seething resentment but kind of mutual respect, respect. at the yeah, same time yeah. And he's just, you know, he's pulling strings and he's able, like, there's a scene with Joffrey where Joffrey's like, oh, you know, my father, you know, won the battle of the, the, the two kings or whatever. And you hid under Castle Rock. And he looks at him and then Tyrion Lannister just stares him out of it. And, like, even Joffrey's like, I have gone further. <laughs> like, like, fuck me. Like, acting you know? in that scene yeah. from everyone involved mm. is 11 out of 10. Like, yeah. it is just so good. From Tyrion, Pycelle, Cersei Lannister, Tywin, and Joffrey are all just on top form. I love that scene so much. That's it. Like that scene epitomizes the best of Game of Thrones. Like it's just so good and so tense. But it's all just it's just five people sitting around a table having yeah. a conversation. But it's absolutely everything. There's just so much menace, so much tension and suspense. And ah, uh, uh, see, we're missing that. It. We were missing that in yeah. the final. Yeah. You know, the only kind of other scene I could think about that's kind of similar to that was when Sansa and Daenerys sat down with each other. But even then, it yeah, didn't last that long. No. Yeah, and even as well, I think you're missing that like second layer all the time where you could literally, you used to be able to read into absolutely everything that people said. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, like, yeah, that means that and that means that. And you could like dissect it. Whereas I feel like in the last season, it was just like, this is what we're saying and it was all just yeah. way more surface level yeah, where it was yeah. just like yeah there was no and there was just nothing left to the imagination or anything like as in say in that scene you were talking about Matthew like there's that great moment where Tywin Lannister is like you know the king is tired take him to bed mm. and it's just like there's so much menace in that sentence yeah. and like Joffrey being like I'm not and like just that like the kind of this weird dynamic between them whereas with Daenerys and Sansa it's just all just there on the surface it's just like I'm going to protect the north and it's like well I don't really trust you and it's like right well that's I mean fine you know like <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 and there was a kind of visual hand thing whereas like they didn't use any kind of visual stuff <laughs> yeah exactly, obviously yeah. There's, there's just like kind of loaded kind of stares and glances which I miss that we yeah. don't have that anymore one mm. of my favourite Tywin scenes is actually when uh, he's telling C- uh, Tyrion you're going to marry Sansa right and you see Cersei starts laughing she's like he's like right well you will marry Loras and I remember yeah. just at the time being like ooh you know what I mean like, <laughs> yeah. I miss having those moments where you're like they say something and you're like ooh instead of like 
just action causing that in you. Yeah. Like I miss the kind of verbal violence that just went went awry. I don't know where that went. Yeah. You know. And Tyrion was the king. He was the king. He basically of, of was verbal like, violence. And, you, know? you know. Also, to he was like the Dick Cheney to to Joffrey's George Bush. You know. But, yeah, I feel like he had he definitely had a fitting end. If you know what I mean. I'm oh, happy with the way ending. he died. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? But at the same time, I I still think we were missing that kind of you know dangerous patriarchal yeah. figure sure, even if you look at the like Tywin Lannister's death versus like Cersei Lannister's death mm. do you know yeah. like that's yeah. just a, I, I felt like she should have gotten a death like that I know a lot of people have like complained about that and stuff but I did kind of agree like she just got hit with her that's it there, there should have been a final like. standoff with somebody well, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? like, yeah and she didn't really get that with Jamie. he was like no we just have to go like that's kind of it and it's you know even that scene where she's pleading with him didn't I don't think that lasted long enough. No, it did. Like no. nothing lasts long enough anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. I mean, it's like it yeah. took so long to kill Tywin Lannister. Yeah, you know, like they were having that conversation for like six or seven minutes. Yeah, you know, whereas with Cersei and Jaime, it's just like, oh no, we're gonna run down here. Oh no, we can't get it. Oh no, here, here comes the brakes and we're yeah. done. <laughs> <You know>? like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have a few kind of special mentions. I think of characters who I think. They weren't in this final season, but they made a huge impact. Peter Baelish. Yeah. You know? It, are you going to do the... No, I think I'm going <laughs> to... It actually hurts to do that impression. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't think Peter Baelish got the death he deserved. I, th- I think, like Varys, it got very silly and hammy, and he was suddenly just hiding around corners and in dark places. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It just got very obvious, and then it was kind of like the whole audience was like, what is your purpose anymore? Come on. Like, do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. There, I mean, that was a good scene, the bit where, like, Sansa is like, how do you answer these crimes? Yeah. Lord I, I, I liked that. Yeah. I thought that was good. I, I don't yeah. know, maybe it's just because I'm such a big Arya fan, but I was like, yes, like, they have yeah. him now. Like, I thought that was, because I was kind of freaking out. I was like, what is going to happen here? Um, but yeah, I, you know, like, I liked that scene. I think I just didn't like what Littlefinger's character became. Because mm, at the yeah. start, he was just this Machiavellian guy who, you know, he's, he, he seems to seems to want to be on the throne himself. Yeah. In the end, he never got anywhere close. And by the end of it, he was just kind of a creepy old uncle who was hitting on Sansa. Like, that was, that's, that's yeah, that was basically yeah, yeah. That's all he was, yeah. yeah. He yeah. didn't get any further than the, the veil. The veil, You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, I always thought that scene with him and um, Liza are. Yeah. And... Uh, like when he goes to push her out the the moon door and is just like you know I, it was always your sister that I yeah, loved and then yeah. just pushed her out the door. It's like oh god, like, yeah. <laughs> it's like the worst move. I hate him so much. He's so slimy as well. Just yeah. slimy as a character. At the start of it, I used to love the scenes between him and Varys where they would mm. basically it would almost be like the two kind of like side characters Chaos in a Shakespeare play yeah. oh man like that Chaos stuff was, was amazing <laughs> like, and like all of that was so cool and like they would have such great uh, moments and exchanges and stuff mm. and then as time went on I think they both just got a lot weaker in terms of like how much power they had in the show mm. and I think that just kind of ruined them both for me we see nobody else got stronger in that way no one else had that sort of level of information and was able to operate the way they did yeah mm. and like the transfer of power didn't go anywhere do you know what I mean mm. right yeah like, I maybe feel just like, like Bran started knowing absolutely everything yeah, and then there was yeah. just like nothing for them to yeah, do yeah no, pretty much like <laughs> that's it like as in yeah like you say like they used to kind of know everything through all the whispers and stuff and then like Bran became through Red Raven knew everything Sam went to the Citadel and read some books so he knew more than them and like it was just kind of uh they they just became kind of they died on the vine you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, another character I thought was 
amazing who I don't think we've really mentioned that much and he, she even wasn't in the World Cup of Game of Thrones and I really regret it is Marjorie Terrell oh uh, was she not in the World Cup no oh she wasn't God. I put a, a Lady Elena in um, yeah I mean because oh, she's yeah. kind of a bit more iconic but at the same time I think Marjorie definitely played the game better than most other people yeah Do you know what I mean? she had three marriages like yeah, yeah, nuts, she like. was doing well. Yeah. But I was watching that they scene. They should call her Marjorie. Oh, Terrell. wow. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Marjorie. Oh, anyway. sorry. Yeah. 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 Oh. Uh, so this is Michael's for the North idiot. Idiot. <laughs> 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 Yeah, no, I, I really liked her, but I always thought, like, she just tried to be, like, she she was nearly like a Cersei Lannister kind of wannabe, as in that, mm. you know, like, trying to tr- trick other people and, like, have all these things, but then in the end like she she ended up just getting killed by Cersei Lance that is it was so, like right. it was always a great head to head between yeah, her yeah. and I love that yeah yeah, yeah. And, and it was so because you know in that scene where she dies and the Sept of Baylor blows up like she knows like she knows that Cersei is about to try and kill them and she's yeah. like you have to let us out mm. and the High Sparrow is just like no sorry <laughs> and it's like if if Marjorie had managed to escape like who knows how things would have gone yeah. you know yeah yeah true yeah, yeah. I think yeah Cersei definitely like saw her as a threat oh yeah 100% yeah yeah, yeah, I mean, I loved, I watched that scene again because I was watching kind of bits and pieces, but there's a scene where she comes in to Tommen before they get married and it's the creepiest thing yeah. ever. And you forget like how Machiavellian like Marjorie was. Oh, yeah. You know? mm. And like this kid is like 12. 12 or something. <laughs> yeah, She's yeah. just like, we're going to be man and wife. And it's just, it's very, very weird. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. Just... I know, bless him as well. Like he was just head over heels and. He's right. such a good actor. Such a creepy I mean, he was way. great. I mean, yeah. he's just kind of staring at it the whole time, just being like, "I don't know what to say." Which I loved, but like, yeah, I don't know. What was your favorite scene from the whole thing? Can you pick one? I uh, the scene that always like springs to my mind mm. is the one. Oh, I've already mentioned this in this episode, which makes it kind of boring. But it's it's when uh, Jamie and Brienne are having a bath in yeah. Roose Bolton's house mm-hmm. or whatever, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and Jamie is is describing his act of killing the Mad King. Um, I just I because I mean that that scene gives you so much context for Jamie mm-hmm. Lannister and who he is. Yeah, uh, I think it that it's probably in that moment, like in between him trying pr- to protect Brienne from the kind of the rapists earlier on, and then explaining himself to her there, and Brienne clearly starting to feel something for him. Mm. That's when the Jamie character is like starts to do a one eighty. I think. I think he's lost his hand by that point as well. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I always loved that scene. I think it was as far as like character development or whatever. You know, it just it's the kind of thing that takes a character who's been ostensibly evil all the way up until then, yeah. totally reframes how you view them, um, makes you realize that all the characters in the in the story kind of have the wrong idea about him. Um, as yeah, I am just perfectly acted by by the two actors involved. Yeah. So that that always comes. I don't know if it's my favorite scene, but that's what always comes to mind for me. Mm. I feel like mine's quite controversial, especially oh. like considering my love of dialogue. I really think that like the first few scenes of episode three, the battle, like I just mm. thought that was just amazing. Like I know a lot of people were complaining that it was too dark, but yeah. I, I don't know. I watched it in my sitting room with like the blinds closed and all yeah, the lights yeah, off yeah, at like yeah, five yeah, in the morning. But yeah. I just thought it was like just amazing. I was seeing all the troops lined up and mm. like it was just complete silence. Like they didn't even have music at that part, but then like they slowly brought it in and it was just such a good score. And then like all the um, all the Dothraki running in and all the lights going out, you know, like I just thought it was 
like just something else like it was just on a whole other yeah, level no it was it was visually like, beautiful yeah it was and so like good. the tension and the excitement like I've definitely I don't think I've ever been more excited watching yeah yeah TV. my like, heart was like, like oh literally God, beating yeah. out of my chest for like I'd say a good 30 minutes yeah 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 my my, my favourite scene is actually similar is when Cersei blows up the sept and you have oh, that, that whole sequence you know that wonderful score over the, it as yeah, well and you know the yeah. kind of the candle going into the the flames and all that kind of stuff and like I was kind of at the time because that really kind of threw the I don't know figures off the chessboard if you know what yeah, I mean yeah. I kind of really flipped everything where mm. suddenly Cersei was the queen never mind just somebody who had influence it was I don't know I really loved that one but another one and I it's not really I don't feel warm about this scene but it was the one that kind of shocked me probably the most and probably shocks most people was Prince Oberyn getting killed by the mountain <sighs> Yeah. yeah rest in peace and I, that was such a shock for me because I thought because he'd only just been introduced Prince Albert and he's only in a few episodes only in a couple of and he was such a big character as oh, well you're like this yeah. guy's gonna have a massive role to play in the show mm. never mind yeah and you think he's gonna get Tyrion out of here there's gonna be kind of political kind of intrigue yeah yeah and then he just gets yeah. a skull crushed typical Game of Thrones so, so yeah. violently I, like, I, I think the, probably the best testament to that scene in the show is that like I had read the book before that mm. and so I knew he died I yeah, knew yeah, exactly yeah. how he died and still when I was watching the scene I was like oh, it was I was like I was like how are they going to kill I was like this is done in such a way that it just doesn't look like he can lose yeah. and mm. it still happened and I was I was like I was looking at it and I was like oh there's just no way there's no way he's going to die and like yeah. it, you know oh, I, I think that's you know that was probably the perfect scene in terms of execution yeah. like I think there was a major like throwback as well with the Clay game bow and oh, like yeah. when he starts crushing his head yeah, in I was like yeah. no yeah I again. was like yeah. oh no <laughs> <laughs> I kind of hated that that they did that that they called back it's like oh remember that thing we did really well that time and it's like come on guys yeah, 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 yeah. New, yeah like, you know? fair fair but yeah I don't know yeah that was that one in particular I, I, I've watched it since and I still think like like you do. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna get away with it. You know, <laughs> I've seen this before. Yeah, I know yeah, what's yeah. gonna happen yeah. here. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, so have we gone on any Game of Thrones tours? No, I haven't. I haven't. Yeah, no. Are you gonna do it? I, I mean, possibly. I, I probably I would, will. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I, not, I think I'd make the journey up, up north or something. Or even when I saw, um, mm. where was it in uh, Croatia? Yeah, and like that just looked amazing. I'd love to just walk around there. Like I know then they built the set, but still, I I still feel like you'd feel like you're in King's Landing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I I really want to go to Dubrovnik. Um, would like to go to Iceland. Oh, I'd love to go to Iceland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would consider I Belfast, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a stop over in Iceland before, and I remember, like, just before the plane landed, I looked out and expected to see, like, geysers. And, yeah. and, and it Knights. just wasn't. It just looked like Connemara. Or oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, like, do you think it's going to last, like, the hype for this is going to last long enough to sustain tourism? I, or is this very flash in the pan? I feel like, I feel like it has to, because... I feel like the Harry Potter movies it's it's a whole world mm. it's like you can nearly just keep building on it and keep like I don't think George or Martin's gonna start tweeting saying like bloody hmm. blah I was like gay the whole time or yeah. you know like, yeah. all those kind of things but like gay the whole time <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah gay as hell yeah. <laughs> but uh, no I think because like it's literally just a whole world that you know like they could just keep making like the prequels and like and and here remember that one scene like take a whole tour just dedicated to that and you know it's like yeah you could go in depth with any of it I mean see Harry Potter I don't know if that's a great I don't know if it's the same thing you know what I mean I think it's a good comparison but I don't know if it's the same 
kind of because we grew up with Harry Potter in that way and like yeah. we kind of I think a lot of adults love Harry Potter because they read them when they were kids kids can then get on board quite early on get immersed true, in it true. that kind of way whereas Game of Thrones it does have kind of a limited audience yeah because you know kids definitely shouldn't be watching no, Game God, of Thrones no. I was in Pennies and I saw Game of Thrones pencil cases and I was like oh my oh, God, yeah. no that's yeah. weird that's no, they okay. just are weird adults or like I don't know yeah <laughs> like right. those, those, but like I mean if there are kids watching Game of Thrones those kids are going to grow up weird Incredibly they're, they're going to end up yeah. messed up yeah. um, I, th- I kind of agree that I think like definitely for the whole tourism element of it mm. to be sustainable you need like a whole big world building kind of thing so yeah. Game of Thrones obviously does have that but I don't know if it's like if it's gonna if it's gonna continue to attract people I suppose it's good news that I think at least one of the prequels is being filmed here in yeah. Limerick I think mm. so if the prequels take off in the same way that Game of Thrones does which I suppose is a pretty big if mm. then that will probably you know that'll be a big tourism draw in its own right and it will also help with people remembering Game of Thrones fondly so they'll probably do more Game of Thrones related tourism things as well mm. I um, wonder if some of the sets are still there like is King's Landing like is that still Mm, that's interesting because they might use like mm-hmm. usually these kind of go. film sets they use them for something else you know yeah yeah, yeah. like so a seven month build and then like I know they you know you could see them setting a lot of it on fire and yeah, stuff but yeah, like yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean we could probably yeah. take drug onto court for damaging Ireland's tourism revenues yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know it's it's because uh, my dad mentioned Trekkies like Star Trek mm. and I think this is probably similar to that in that if we do do prequels, if we do do spin-offs, there is a whole world and there's a whole kind of adult fan base that's going to keep going with it, you know? What kind mm. of spin-offs or sequels would you like to see? I know there's four in production, but what would you like to see happen next? Dr. Kyburn. Dr. Kyburn. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the creepiest yeah. show. That, like, I don't know if I could sit through that. I know you use oh, a ma- massive fans, but I don't I know. Yeah, I feel like it would for uh, a Kyburn spin. Even just a miniseries. Like, yeah, you know, like, yeah. Like 10 minute DVD extras yeah. or something. Just, <laughs> just, just Kyburn. Even, like. even if that guy just became like a YouTuber and just like did it in character. And yeah. you know, like he was just Kyburn. I looked him up because so I was like. I'm going to <laughs> yeah, yeah, do like beauty like, products and stuff. Remember, yeah. like, and subscribe. Like, so yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, I looked him up and I was like, "Could we, could we get him on the show? Are we, are we the only kind of big Kyburn stands from?" You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. I, I um, assume I assume he's pretty. Is he famous otherwise? Is he? Like, I don't know. Right? Okay. Maybe yeah. not. You know. Yeah. If he's listening, I'd love to. You know, yeah, yeah. You can have him on. Just hey, Kyburn, if you're out there, yeah, hey, Anton Lesser, if you're listening, we love we love you and we miss you, and uh, we wish you all the best. Please call us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what I'd like to see is kind of like maybe an like anime or something of like Arya <laughs> no, oh my like, god no I think, I think like, because it's like you know fantasy and it's like not as expensive or whatever that kind of way I yeah. can see them maybe going down that route for like animated like stuff like a Dora or... the Explorer type fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah West of Westeros <laughs> yeah something like Should you know moving to America and just kind of like having this really kind of weird everyone keeps saying America though but like it's, it's is, a, is that the other continent? See, is I it, you know, figure like there is a whole huge map where there's like other like continents yeah, on it. Like, but she's but, going west, mm. and Westeros is it's the where western the map most. Stops, yeah, it's it? where the map stops. Mm. So I figure it's it's America. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the only explanation I can think of. Because uh, I mean, like, because Westeros is basically like it's it's Ireland with upside down. S- yeah, upside mm. down with Scotland on top of it. Yeah. So I think that'd that, be cool. Yeah, I'd want to live there. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually, I love that map because it's like you know you turn Ireland upside down and like I think Dorne is like Donegal, yeah, which is really yeah. funny because Dorne is like the really hot, sexy Spanish, Spanish, yeah. Spanish, <laughs> Spanish yeah. bisexuals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's like it, that's Donegal in real life. Yeah, uh, so I love stuff like that and like the fingers, like that's clearly Kerry. Like yeah, up, yeah, where are yeah. the fingers from? Um, yeah, it's really the accent though. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your next show? What are you going to watch next? I started watching Chernobyl. I've only watched the the first episode mm. because I saw recently that it like has the best reviews or something like it's that. Really like blown up. IMDb, it's it's That's bigger than like Breaking sorry. Bad and Game of Thrones and stuff. Yeah. And because of that, I actually signed up to an IMDb account and like rated Game of Thrones ten. ten stars. <laughs> no way! <laughs> <laughs> it's like no, like this is not just this program that's like commented the TV like that it can't beat Game of Thrones but it was actually the first episode was pretty good like I'll probably keep watching it yeah I mean a lot of series have a good first season and then just are trash yeah. from then on mm. I don't know if you do you guys watch Heroes did you watch that no one? I remember oh it was so good yeah like the first season of Heroes was unreal and then they ruined it do you know right. what I mean so that's why I'm kind of like I probably will re-watch Game of Thrones because I understand when it gets terrible yeah, yeah. in the same way that I rewatched The Office up until the point where Catherine Tate comes in and then I'm like no right, yeah, this yeah. is when it gets bad and look, you know? also they're hardly going to get a second season out of Chernobyl like not in like an insensitive way mm. but just like you know that there's a, a very finite you know the thing to think about the down like, once I like that about it though yeah, there is just that, I think that's of, for the know, best that there's definitely kind of yeah. like an end in the same way like House of Cards definitely had an end yeah you know I started watching Avatar The Last Airbender yesterday. It's going pretty well. I uh, saw that on your Twitter and it was so weird because uh, one of my, my cousin is over at the minute and she brought her boyfriend and he just went on this spiel about Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, like really? he's he's a big fan. Ninja, yeah, I've heard... Because the reason I started watching it is because I saw a lot of discussion in the wake of Game of Thrones being like, which are shows that actually ended really well. Mm. And I saw loads of people saying Avatar The Last Airbender. So I was like, fine, I'll give this a go. I watched about 10 episodes yesterday, the day off work. Um, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, what are you uh, doing your free time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna persevere with that. Shouldn't I mean, it shouldn't take me too long to finish it, so. Yeah. It, uh, did it not go on for ages? No, Is I think there's only three seasons. Oh, great. Okay. I mean, there's, there's like 61 <laughs> episodes, but like with my... Like my stamina for binge watching is very high. Like right. I will, I will, I will definitely not. Oh, and the, the end of you're, yeah. you're gonna leave this podcast, go home, watch that's, episodes, well, and like, go back to work. That's, that's true, the plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm the same. I'm the same. I when I when the remember the episode leak that came out. I think it was like season five. Yeah. And five episodes were leaked at once. I watched them all because nice. Like, yeah, no, yeah. I, no restraint whatsoever. <laughs> so like this whole like weekly thing of Game of Thrones. Okay, that's been fine, but like. I also like just eating it all at once. I love just Same. consuming all the content at once. So, yeah, I'm, my next show is probably Stranger Things or something that's going to come out all at once. That yeah, I can fair. Fit, you know. Um, well, yeah, I think that's it. This is oh the end God. of the North Awaits, I think. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, Eva. <laughs> thanks uh, for having thank me. Thank you to Shane and the sound, sound guys, so Alan and Paul as well. Um, uh, you can tweet Carl at TV's Carl Kinsella and Michael at Big Dirty Fry. Um, I've been Michael Fry and this has been the North of Wait. I I feel emotional now. Yeah. I'm emotional for you guys. <laughs> I'm actually really sad that I won't be able to listen to it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Bye everyone. <laughs> <laughs>